0: One of
1: the toughest things that any of us have to do is recover from disappointment. And a a lot of times that disappointment, it's a ratio on what our expectations are of a situation and the outcomes that we get. So if our expectations are low and the outcomes are amazing, well, we're happy. But if our expectations are high and the outcomes are not as good, well, then disappointment can lead to depression and it actually can affect our enjoyment of what we're doing. A lot of people quit activities because of their disappointment in themselves or that they're disappointing others. That is the focus of today's podcast. And I'm super excited because I'm like, who would be better to talk about disappointment than somebody who's won seven Olympic gold medals? And you're going to say, well, it sounds like this person's won a lot, but he's also had to overcome a lot of disappointment. So I'm so thrilled to introduce you all. To my very good friend the one and only Greg Luganus. so welcome Greg and thank you, thank
0: and, you. And, and and you gave me a few more uh oh, I, I always <laughs> give you
1: two extra I always give you two extra I yeah, don't know the, where but you know what those were the boycotted ones you right. I, I know you're going to get double gold there <laughs> so whenever I'm talking about you I always say seven and people look you up on Wikipedia I think this dude's only got five no <laughs> there was the boycotted Russian ones and I know he was in his prime. He would have got those as well. So, so I am actually giving, so I want to share how we came about, like, I'm like, I got to bring Greg in on this conversation. So we got an email into our customer happiness. It was a private email sent by one of the members of our membership agility nation. So it's for dog agility. So let's first Greg, talk about, um, like I'm sure that you have your, these were the most, uh, disappointing or devastating moments for you. Um, but I want to share two that I can think of that may have been, and maybe you don't want to talk about them and I might be putting you on the spot, but the most obvious was when you're at the Olympics, I think it was 88 and you were supposed to, you know, be a shoe in, but you had, um, was it the Chinese diver that was supposed to be like, he was like neck and neck with you. And, oh, then, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. and
1: then, uh, then you hit your head.
0: Okay. Yeah. Th- Susan, those were two separate events.
1: Okay. Okay. So go ahead fill so, me in.
0: Okay. So um, in the men's three mirror springboard preliminaries, I did my reverse two and a half, hit my head on the board. Mm. And then, um, you know, eh, when you do something like that, I'm supposed to be a pretty good diver, you know, and pretty <laughs> good divers don't do stuff like that. You know? So my first sense was, you know, I, Came off the board. I knew I was going to be close. So I was afraid of hitting my hands. And then I thought I was past the board and I heard this big hollow thud and I go crashing in the water and I'm like going, what was that? And then I realized, oh my God, that was my head. Oh. And I go crashing in the water. And the first feeling I felt was embarrassment mm. because I was supposed to be a pretty good diver, you know, and mm. pretty good divers don't do that kind of thing. And then I got, I, I got angry with myself. Mm. And I think that it was the anger that got, that really pushed me through. Okay. So it was, uh, you know, I had my head sewn up and then, uh, (laughs) and then my coach came to me, Ron O'Brien. He said, you know, look, you know, you can walk away. You don't have to get back up on the board. I'll support you, you know, a hundred percent. And I turned to him and I said, you know, we've worked too long and hard to get here and I don't want to give up without a fight. So then I said, OK, let's And
1: where, where did that put you that like zeros? Right. So where well, did that put you? Like now you're trying to get a spot to get into the next round, correct?
0: Right. Yeah. So I thought because I did get some zeros, but I got some halves and ones. I did complete the dive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I thought I was totally out of the running and, um, I, I had stacked up a a big enough lead that I dropped, you know, I just dropped, I was still, I still had two more dives. So I had to do those dives, complete those dives to, you know, to stay in that, that top to make the finals. Um, but you know, I, you know, I, I, had to do those dives. And so, so so
1: what are you feeling? Like, you know, you have to do the dives, you're angry at yourself. And so what do you, what, like, how do you recover from that, Greg, and get back up on the next, for your next dive?
0: Well, that's, that's the thing, you know, because, you know, I've been doing all this, this work, you know, right brain, left brain, and um, performance lives in the right brain. Okay. You know, it's very, uh, you know, creative, color, music, all of that lives in the right brain. You know, you know, your physical ability, your, you know, performance, you know, just right, right there. Um, And so my coach, he started, you know, joking with me and saying, oh, hockey players, they get 30 stitches and get (laughs) fat on the ice. You know, you got five stitches in your head. That's nothing. You know, and we were just laughing. And, um, because like when you do something like that, it just totally destroys your confidence. Mm. I mean, I had absolutely no confidence. And that, that was one of the things that, um, that my coach, Ron O'Brien told me, he said, you know, I, look, I know you don't have any confidence in yourself, but believe in me because I believe in you. Mm. And so then I had that love and trust and faith in, in that, in that love really. Right. And so, you know, I got up on the board and they announced my dive. Uh, I hit on a reverse two and a half pike. I was doing a reverse one and a half with three and a half twists is mm-hmm. my next dive going in the same direction. So they announced the dive. I set the board. And you
1: can't change that and say, I no. don't want to do a reverse
0: right now. <laughs> no, I can. Uh, yeah. I don't want to go in that direction. No. <laughs> uh, you know, and so I set the board and And when they announced the dive, I could hear from the audience an audible gasp, you know, like, oh, Oh, my God, you know, because like, and I was scared, too. And I felt like my heart was beating outside my chest. So I took a deep breath and then I patted my chest. So two things I did and fear is excitement minus breath. Mm. So then I added the breath. And then I patted my chest Mm -hmm. and the people who were around me saw that and started, they, they giggled, you know, they're like, Oh my God, he's, he's, he's scared too. He's afraid. (laughs) And it made me laugh because I was like, Oh my God, these people are on my side. They want to see me succeed. Mm -hmm. And I'm scared too. And I had no idea what was going to happen because a dive takes less than three seconds Mm -hmm. and you have to be on. And so I had no idea. And this is the Olympics. And you can't hold back right. at the Olympics.
1: Have you, and, had you ever hit your head before in any dive in practice?
0: In, in a competition in Tbilisi, uh, in Georgia, um, uh, it was the Soviet Union at that time. I hit my head on the platform and I was out for like 20 minutes. I had oh, wow. a pretty bad concussion. And the thing about that one is I don't remember it. Wow. I I remember jumping up, touching my feet. I was doing a reverse dive and I saw the sun in my legs and I thought, what a beautiful day and nothing. Wow. Nothing after that. So I don't remember hitting. I don't remember landing in the water, smacking, you know, but, um, and that was easy to get over because I don't remember it. Mm. But Hmm, yeah. the reverse two and a half in 88 in Seoul, I was totally conscious. But, so. Greg,
1: what do you do with the humiliation and the embarrassment that you're the best diver in the world and you just, like, poop the bed?
0: <laughs> yeah, and it was not pretty. Um, <laughs> well, you know, the thing is – um you know, it was an, it was an isolated incident. And what I didn't, a lot of people said, how did you get over that? Mm -hmm. I didn't have time to get over that. Mm. In order to get over something, you have to process it and processing takes time. I had to do that dive Mm -hmm. in that competition. I didn't have time to get over it. So it's like, I put that that incident in a box and put it on the shelf. Gotcha. So I'll deal with it later. You know, that I, it just like it, it didn't happen.
1: Okay. And did you go back to that during those same Olympics or did you go back to that at a later point or did you ever go back to that?
0: At, at a later point. At, when it was far after the Olympic okay. games. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I just set that aside. And the other thing too, I mean, I was favored to win. At that Olympics, um, there was a lot going on. I was diagnosed HIV positive six months mm. before I was on AZT, you know, so there was those stressors. My coach, um, Ron O'Brien, his mother went into a coma. She died while we were at the Olympics.
1: Really? I didn't know. And
0: that. so he wasn't sure if he was going to be staying with us or not. And I couldn't have gotten through that Olympics without him. Mm-hmm. And so he, his his mindset was that his his mother would have wanted him to stay, mm-hmm. you know, to for be sure. because there was nothing for him to do at home. For sure. And so you know there was so much going on, and both Ron and I before the Olympics, you know, were quite distracted really with a lot of a lot of things. And so in that incident, you know, that second that I hit my head, it 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 shifted everything that, you know, nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's for sure. Anything can happen. And it forced us to focus on each moment. You know, it was one dive at a time, moment by moment Mm. getting through. And so I think that's what helped allow us because we've been through this and Susan, it's like what you say, we get good at what we practice. Right. Mm -hmm. And so these are things that I practice through my entire career. For sure. So when you see an Olympic, uh, an Olympic performance, what people are seeing is a finished product right. of years and hours, hundreds of thousands of hours of training.
1: And it, obviously, it's just an unconscious routine. Like you can't be in that three second period and go, okay, remember to point your toes.
0: Right. And because because if you start thinking that way, if you're you, if you start thinking left brain,
1: yeah,
0: analytical, it's done because it's, it's too late. Yeah. You know For you sure. can't make the synapses that quickly, you know, from your left brain to your right brain, right brain, left brain.
1: I just want to recap the things that we talked about. So um, I, I wrote some things down and um, one is. Um, at at that moment when you're disappointed when the whatever happens, acknowledging what you feel and and yeah. and you know where are you feeling in your body and then you know giving it permission to be there because we're humans and we feel and anger or disappointment and a big one is disappointing the others, our coaches, our family our, you know, my, my, my spouse at home who we've invested some of our money in me going to this event and now look at, I've not done so well. Um, so there's all that. So, so acknowledging that and then, and then looking at, um, at the things that are outside of your control that you've attached, allowed to come into, into effect and what meaning that we're giving that, that we, that really, um, putting things in a Lotus and sending them off yeah. and then, and then looking for what was the lesson in there. And it might not be obvious right away. I mean, by her writing that letter, we've had this conversation and it's just opened up possibilities to so many more people but think about, um, I want to just see, make sure. Yeah. I think that's it is, is, um, and if there's anything you wanted to add there, Greg on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Susan, the one thing that I, the, the one thing that I wanted to add is that, you know, oftentimes, because this has been something that I've struggled with too. You know, I'm, I'm fearful of certain emotions, anger,
1: Mm.
0: hate, rage. I, I'm fearful. So I'll squelch them down. Mm. It's okay to feel those. And, and also don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid to laugh. You know, that it's okay, you know, to acknowledge those feelings, those sensations, those emotions, they, they are what they are. Mm -hmm. And you have to feel them to get beyond them.
1: And have, you know, visualize somebody saying you can quit. Yeah, you can quit. Yeah, then that, you know, where does that leave you? But you have that power. So right. it but you know I think a lot of times like he's talked about social media and people growing up in this um in this world today that they're afraid to put themselves out there because of the implications of them not being successful. We're we're all not successful a lot of the times and and be okay with that and and because otherwise you're going to walk away from so many things that could be amazing um, parts of your life,
0: yeah, and 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 the thing is, uh, you know, it was I didn't read my press. Mm,
1: no, you know, had so, I
0: read my press at, at my first Olympics, which I was a silver medal, not gold, right? But um, Montreal. Uh, in Montreal, it, had I read the the press and I've been obsessed with that, I never would have stepped foot on that platform mm. because I was, uh, you know, it was the two young guys you know, going after the, the, uh, Klaus DiBiase, right. you know, from Italy, you know, the old man. And, um, and so I didn't read that my filter at that time, you know, through my diving career was my mom. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom, I wouldn't read the, my press. But if if mom read an article, and they had nice things to say to me she said, Okay, read, read this article. And so the next time you see this reporter, because I was going to see those sports reporters again, right. then I could go to them and thank them for the, their kind words. Well, That's beautiful. So. And, and you
1: bring up your mom. One of the things that you used to say all the time, there's a couple things I'd, I remember that learning from your mom, that um, one was as your way of grounding yourself, no matter what the outcome, my mother is still going to love
0: me. Yeah. No that, matter what happens, my mother's still going to love me.
1: And that was a way that you put yourself into your right brain. So right. that you could perform at your best. And um, another thing that's completely unrelated, but I say this over and over, and I've told so many people this one that came from your mom, is uh, try to leave a place better than when you arrived.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that was another thing. Make, make everywhere you go better because you were there. Yeah. You know, whether it's pe- picking up a piece of trash or anything. Saying you know what yeah. So, Yeah. Kind words, smile, you know, and, you know, I, I can attest to that one. You know, somebody mm-hmm. I was in a really bad, bad mindset and somebody I was at the market and somebody smiled and it's like, oh, my God, that just totally no words were exchanged. She just smiled at me. and was like, oh. and so it, it just, you don't know how that, you know, opens up somebody else's heart, mm-hmm. you know, when they need that, you know, kind of, uh, you know, kind of virtual embrace, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, yeah. Absolutely. You're always smiling with your eyes though.
0: <laughs> Can. But- Try.
1: Is there anything else that we're gonna we're going to include here? I mean, we've covered so many things. I probably am not going to do them justice in the summary of of you know how we can overcome and how important it is to overcome because life has a way of bringing lessons back to you if you ignore them the first time. And right. what a beautiful way to learn them, other than doing a, a sport that you love, and just yeah. embrace that as this is meant for me and it's amazing, even though you might be falling on your face uh, or hitting your head on a diving board, it's, <laughs> it's meant yeah. for you, right?
0: Like it's, yeah.
1: it's, yeah. It, I, the,
0: I, I think the important thing too, Susan is, is to, um, we have to, uh, we have to practice courage mm. all the time. But we also have to acknowledge those courageous acts that that we do every day. That's so because good. That, because that's, you know, because we're stepping through things that are uncomfortable mm-hmm. all the time. That's a part of life. And it's, to through that, but acknowledging it and giving ourselves that little pat on the back, like, yeah, I was I was really brave today.
1: And that's so important regardless if you are competing in a sport, you're running a business and you get like something disastrous happens and you're near financial ruin and that, you know what, acknowledge where you were courageous and move on. And so important if you're a parent and you're, you have a child who's completely devastated because of an outcome in sport or at school and that to, to not, discount their feelings and say, let's, let's go get an ice cream to do what your yeah. mom did and say, you yeah, know, let's a- acknowledge it. And then when there are great things that they do well, like, I think acknowledging effort is far more important than acknowledging talent or success, right. acknowledging effort, because continuous effort will bring success. But if you, if you're proud, if you say, I'm so proud of you because you got this medal or you achieved this status, you need to be proud because of the effort, because when they don't achieve that status, did I lose the pride that you have in me?
0: Right. Yeah. And, 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 because Carol Dweck does a wonderful job in explaining that is like, you know, Oh, you're brilliant. You're awesome. You know, uh, you know, but, to acknowledge exactly what you're saying, acknowledge the effort that it took to get there mm-hmm. because otherwise it, it becomes, that's where we're building pressure. You know, if you're, Oh, you're, you're, you're a genius. You're a genius. You're, you know, you're all of these things. Then what we're doing is we're putting a, a limitation on, on potential success Are is, mm-hmm. you know, but if you're validating the effort and the you're not, and the courage, you're acknowledging that that's just a place of trajectory that you can continue on and that that your your limitations are limitless. Absolutely.
1: That's just so per- perfect. And it just goes back to the man in the arena, that beautiful poem that is acknowledging that you're the one who had the courage to say, I think I'm ready. And regardless of the outcome, you had the courage to say, I think I'm ready. I'm going to put myself in this situation. And there is no failure after that. Right. There are just there's you're winning a lesson or you're winning a class and hopefully you're still finding lessons in that win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Greg,
1: this has been so awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for doing this uh, so early in the morning for you out there in California. And sure. I miss you and uh, I miss
0: you. Too. Oh my god.
1: I know. I can't wait for this pandemic to end and we can um be in person having chats.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me
1: too. So so thank you Uh, for doing it. And um, anybody who's watching this, please leave us a comment. Let me know what gold you were able to glean from this conversation between um one of the greatest athletes of all times and one of the greatest people more importantly in uh yeah such an awesome person and yeah leave it leave us a comment and let us know and then check out greg's uh, meditation and motion program and uh because any time you get to spend with this man is time
0: well spent (laughs) thank you thank you susan i miss you so much
1: i miss you too buddy How special is that? Greg Luganis, one of the most amazing humans on the planet, right here on the podcast. Look at it. You don't have to be training for some elite outcome with your dog. You could be training your dog just to be an amazing member of your family. But sometimes things don't happen the way they should, and disappointment is going to happen. And that's why I felt this interview would be of great value for everybody to listen to, at least in part. Remember, celebrate courage. Look at Where you stepped up today, just by attempting to train your puppy or your dog, celebrate your dog's courage today. Look for what's good. Allow yourself to feel emotions of anger or frustration or disappointment. That's the only way you're going to move on from them. For those of you watching this video who are members of Agility Nation, jump on over to Agility Nation now because the full interview, which is well over an hour long, is there waiting for you, and there is a lot of gems to be gleaned. For those of you who are watching this and you aren't on Agility Nation and you would love to hear more of what Greg had to say, I'm going to make it very accessible to everybody. Agility Nation is a membership that has obviously a lot of information about how to train your dog in agility, but there's a lot more in that membership as well, because it's been around for five years. So when you join, you don't just get access to this month's information. You get access to all 415 videos that are there. So things like puppy training or fitness, both for the dogs and for the humans. I share some of my own coaches like uh, Courtney Stephen, a professional football player who shares uh, some amazing way to improve your footwork for running. Or my fitness trainer who shares some exercises on mobility or strength training. So much in there. Obviously, there's a lot of dog training. And yes, there's a lot of agility. You can join for a month. Or you could stay on for as long as you like. Agility Nation is $79 a month. But when you go to register, put in the discount code of GREG20. Yeah, he should have won 20 Olympic medals, right? I'm giving him a couple extra now. GREG20 to receive a discount so that you can watch this video in its entirety. As I mentioned before, please leave me a comment. Let me know if this was of value and if you would like me to interview somebody in the future. See you next time on Shaped by Dog.